in the morning show tuesday august 2 toby and tj back with you 32 days away from a sooner kickoff on the ref the home of sooner fans brought to you every day by extreme outdoor equipment you know what i'm doing right now tj what's up oh now i got you i lost you for a second oh no, I what's i'm that? watching i'm watching the ted roof press conference on espn look Plus. at you look at you this is pretty cool, man. This is going to be great. I hope a lot of you uh, uh, searched around yesterday. If you've got the ESPN Plus, they've got their own little kind of dedicated line down. It's called a channel, but it's the you scroll down a little bit, and there's a whole line of, of all the OU stuff that's coming up live. And then they've got archived a bunch of old stuff as well. Um, but they're carrying the Roof, Levy, and Venables press conferences today. Um. So, yeah, pretty cool. Like, this is this is something that would have probably been streaming at best in the past, probably streaming on uh, .com or .tv or something like that, and now it lives uh, on ESPN+. This is fantastic. I don't know what he's saying. I am a little worried about one thing, though. I'll tell you right now. Not worried. Worried is the wrong word. Disappointed, maybe. The coaches always get the new shirts before uh, the rest of us do, TJ. Right. And do you remember last year's shirts? I wore one at the um, the event the other day that you were at where it's kind of like lower half red, upper half gray. Yes, yes. And there was a white version of that, too. Uh, Ted is wearing a shirt that I haven't seen before that looks just like that, only it's lower half gray, upper half red. And I'm hoping Nike hasn't, or Jordan hasn't just said, ah, let's make the same shirts, we'll just switch what half color they are this year. Like, I want a new design, you know, not just a different, let's put the gray on the bottom and the red on the top, and we'll call it a day. That's what his shirt is right now that he's wearing. So I'm hoping hmm. this is just an old shirt that I haven't seen before, and this isn't the new style coach's shirt this year that looks just like last year. Yeah, I think you'll shirt. have to wait for... Maybe Levy, but most likely Brent to roll out. And if they're both wearing those, then you'll know for sure that it's right. that's what they did. So mm. It wasn't a bad shirt. I liked it. The half and half look wasn't bad, but it was last year. Right. Normally so they change I hope there's that up. New, yeah. uh, Especially with the uh, first world you know, problems. new coaching staff and everything. You think they would have gone out and done something completely yeah, different? Maybe they did. Uh, maybe they did. Maybe they're just not going to yeah, you know, roll Maybe Ted play. just said, know. you know what? 
They told me to wear the new one, but I like this one. Ceiling is the roof. That's all I know. Ted Roof is at the <laughs> uh, is at the dais right now. He's at the podium, and he is uh, dropping knowledge. I can't hear what he's saying, but I know it's good. Now, uh, let folks know what our media day coverage uh, looks like today. Josh what can they expect here on the ref? The home of Sooner fans, TJ. Josh is here now. He's heading over there. They have now figured out uh, how the Plank Show is going to operate today. So they will be broadcasting live from over at the stadium today. Okay. So okay. Uh, they'll be gathering audio, collecting that. They'll send it over to us. We'll play uh, a lot of that throughout the day. Don't know how Hauk and Smothers will feel about, you know, special one-on-one players maybe dropping by but they're going to try for that but mm, I wouldn't hold my breath but it's been a thing in the it's been a thing in the past that was a but thing this in the is past, a different coaching staff different staff different rules with how guys now use those type of things so oh yeah 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 but you they gotta, will have the uh, they will have the breakout sessions and all that where the guys are at the tables and everything that they can send us audio from but yeah they'll they'll do the whole show from over there coming up here what if we send Chris with just a stack of ten dollar bills and then uh. he can offer to pay guys <laughs> to stop and do an interview with us I guess that's all right now yeah <laughs> hey hey uh, Josh take some uh take some interurban gift cards with you come on. Uh, Will you, you just sit there? Will you do an interview with us for ten bucks? You know, when a guy, when a guy, when Marvin Mims walks by or whatever. Right, right. So yeah, we'll be getting that audio here. Uh, Ted, uh, Ruth's do you think Marvin audio? Mims would like, like, a serious question here? Would Marvin on a day like this? Would Marvin Mims turn down interviews and say, you know what, I'm exclusive with strengthening Oklahoma now? Can a, a player can't be exclusive, right? They still belong to. I yeah, mean, they and still I think they have to do stuff for the university and for the team. I believe they do. I think that is the rule. And like designated days, like media day, they do have to attend if they're asked to. Like this isn't involving all players. They sent out a list of what eight to ten players. It was something like that that will yeah. be representing today. Right. So um, even that's not a typical media day where guys were Question. back in the day just roaming around on the field and you stopped and talked to them. Well, this also used to be the day that was meet in conjunction with Meet meet the Sooners, mm-hmm. and I've heard nothing about that. So is that a thing of the past? No. Well, you know, they didn't have it. Are we no longer going to meet the Sooners? You know, they didn't have it during COVID, and now all the rules right. since then have changed. And I'm guessing, yeah, that they don't Did have Did we have it last year? I thought we did. Teddy and I were talking about this the other day. Teddy is like, I don't think they did. And I was like, I thought they brought it back, but... Maybe you're right, and then uh, I thought they did something where it was like specifically geared towards the Sooner Kids Club. He goes, I think okay, that I was. I want to make sure that you know that you know that you know that you know. Anyway, that you know. I think now with the rule changes, this is a thing of the past. It is if you want these guys autographed, they will be able to uh, set up at certain stores or venues or whatever it may be and charge for their autographs. And it's a different world now that they won't sit down on a meet the what Sooners. What if we day had different stations? What if we had different stations around the stadium, like we used to have quarterbacks here, running backs here, wide receivers? You know how you used to pick a line to get in, but now they were different dollar amounts. Uh, that would like, be here's funny. the five Dylan Dylan Gabriel's the fifty dollar line, right? <laughs> <laughs> the the kickers are in the five dollar. Not Turk. Turk's probably a twenty dollar autograph. Right. You got a guy and over then, there in the five dollar yeah, autograph got, line. Five dollars. Do you know what I charge for that, a cameo? Five dollars. I'm going over a fifteen dollar table. Dad drops you off with a hundred bucks. Right. And he says you figure out how you want to use it, son. You, you figure it out. That's uh, the future, right? 
That may be. That may be. But as of now, I do not believe they're having a meet the Sooners. Or they have not sent out any info. Well, how are we going to get to know these guys? I think that uh, uh, through strengthening Oklahoma and uh, the other things that have popped up, the Norman Collective Operative uh, Undercover, uh, whatever that was. Um, so I think that's how you get to know them now. All right. No, yeah, that's fine. I, I have not heard a lot of complaining. I'm sure there have been some emails. I haven't uh, heard a lot on the Meet the Sooners or anything as far as people yeah. like, hey, what's up? Why aren't we doing this? Or Yeah, yeah so. Not so my far. My son is very. My son is heartbroken that mm-hmm. he can't. I haven't heard a lot of that, but I'm sure there is. <laughs> um, boy, my, but my son, my oldest son Trevor, now, you know, has been working in the Sooner Club the last couple of years as a GA, and is kind of the field complaints guy. Like he, he's the front line for a lot of emails. Oh, and phone I got calls you. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever it may be, you know, OU Texas tickets. Hey, or... what's your name? Uh, did you know, uh, Trevor, that, uh, that's a, uh, Oklahoma's a southern state? You're right. Can we talk yeah, about whatever. that? <laughs> Why don't everybody ever mention that? It has a, been a real eye-opening experience for him, I think. Just like, holy <laughs> cow. Like, he comes home beaten down most days. He's like, oh. Nothing but people complaining at me all day long about something I can do nothing about. And you look hey, at him and say, you should see my radio evening. show after a loss. <laughs> That's, right. That's how I feel. That's right. I'm beaten down by Wednesday of the week. How come we don't get peanuts in the upper deck? <laughs> I don't know, sir. <laughs> what was it Lumber Lady wanted forever? Remember, that was something in the concession stand. She wanted forever. She would always ask Joe about it forever and ever and ever. I don't even remember, but I remember her calling. It was a concession item, was it? I seem like uh, it. I think it was peanuts. I think she wanted peanuts, and they weren't allowed in her area in the lounge, wherever she was, the Santee Lounge or something. I don't know. Uh, What's your name, Trevor? You tell them if they have one more 11 a.m. kickoff, they're not getting another dime out of me. All right. I'll let them know. <laughs> I said, Trev, whatever you do, don't tell them your last name, okay? I can't have them, you know, your bad reputation rubbing off on me. <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> it's rough. Oh, you complaint line. This is Trevor. Um, and that's not what is that's not what his job is. That's just what he ends up doing. So anyway, media day going on today. We'll have the best coverage for you right here on the ref. The home of Sooner fans. Sooner's got a big commit yesterday. TJ, tell them all about him. Kid from Austin, Texas. Austin, defensive Texas. End, right? Colton Vasek, uh, four-star defensive end, uh, a legacy kid. His dad, I don't know if you know this, Toby. His dad yeah. played at Texas. They had the inside on this kid. Carter broke this story earlier Appeared today. he was going to stay in town, stay in his hometown, play legacy. there. And uh, he went and visited uh, Sark earlier last week. Then went and sat down with Brent Venables and uh, Bates and the rest of the guys over at OU and said, now this is where I need to be. Uh, Miguel Chavis. Uh, Miguel Chavis. Uh, Miguel Chavis. Uh, a couple shirtless, of wild uh, shirtless on Twitter little, Yeah, night. yeah, screaming Jeez. at me, yeah. Uh, scared me. I opened up Twitter and it frightened me. Uh, I believe the highest ranked defensive player of this class so far, correct? I, I think, think that's right. right. Yep. I think that's right. So, uh, big get yesterday for the Oklahoma Sooners. Do you like pickles? Yeah, I like pickles. Uh, do you, are you picky about your brand? 
Um, or just pickles a pickle? Depends on the pickle and what the event is and what I want the pickle for. Oh, you got different brands for different types of pickles? Well, I'm just saying if it's just a casual, Baby just holes grab Baby or slices I, or whatever. I like a good dill pickle, a uh, sliced dill pickle or... You know, the, but I'm talking brands. Like you are, are you a Vlasic guy? Are you like a? No, I'm you know, the. Uh, what's what do you get cold in the uh, the meat section over there? The kosher. Uh, oh, what brand are they? They got the green label and the green lid. I think that's most pickles. Okay. Now that I say that, I there's also that one that comes in a plastic tub that's already refrigerated, and it's like a mom and pop kind of brand. And it's oh, they're no, so yeah. good. Yeah, supporting home home uh, Oklahoma. Right. You know, maybe supporting some Oklahoma pickle growers. That's right. That's right. I'm well, typically not that. a Vlasic guy unless it's a big event and I'm buying for like a group. Then I say ah, that Vlasics are good enough for them. But if it's my okay. pickles, I'm going. I'm going the big time stuff. Now this this uh, commitment made me think about that. So, uh, um, <laughs> maybe that's his nickname, Colton Pickle Vasic. I did see that there's one guy that they're in the hunt for that comes with a nickname. Um, it's a defensive back that has not committed, but they're trying to get him. And sounds like that they got they think they got a chance. I think it's the guy that they're fighting with. Uh, uh, Alabama for. Oh, isn't but this a the, nickname uh, that is already established here? Yes. Yeah, I saw that. He 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 calls himself Seatbelt on his Twitter page. Oh, I thought this was the kid that goes by Hollywood. Uh, no, 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 no. So now there's a Seatbelt no, 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 no. too? I don't know about Hollywood. There's a Seatbelt. Huh. And you, as you well know, yeah, uh, that's Kevin not Henry gonna fly. is Seatbelt yeah, around we, here. So, uh, hey, stop, stop recruiting that kid, guys. Can't have that. Yeah, two seat belts. Norman's on only big campus. enough for one seatbelt. OSU got some good news. Uh, I think it's good news for them. I mean, I think they uh, always hope that their guys, well, I don't know what they hope, but Nolan McClain, it sounds like, is coming back to OSU next year. Third round pick. We're talking baseball now, Teach. Third round pick of the Baltimore Orioles. Couldn't work it out. Couldn't uh, figure out the signing. And so. He will be coming back to OSU reportedly, and that's huge for them. He was a masher at the plate, struck out a bunch, but hit a ton of home runs, but was their closer at the end of the season too. So um, big news for Josh Holiday. it sounds like, yesterday. Well, that's unfortunate for other people in the Big 12, but all right. James Washington, <laughs> wide receiver for your Dallas Cowboys, used to be at OSU, out six to ten weeks with a fractured foot, TJ. Yeah, I saw yesterday they put out, uh, these are the uh, guys still available. Maybe Dallas goes after one, and Odell Beckham Jr. was on that list, and that did not thrill me at all. So, oh, boy. Yeah. Well, that's got to happen. Does, doesn't Odell Beckham Jr. have it to It does seem the like Cowboys a fit. That's what point? worries me about it, yes. so I did see also video of Jerry Jones signing a baby. Yesterday at training camp. Oh, I did see that one. I did see Jerry talking weird. to some people yesterday. I didn't see him signing a baby, though. Some lady was holding her baby up, and he was signing her. Signing it. I don't know if it's a he or that's, she. That's a little weird. That's not even funny, I don't think. A little creepy. Uh, and the MLB trade deadline is today at 5 o'clock. It has already been a very active trade deadline. We had guys leaving. Well, the Red Sox guy last night, they're playing the Astros. He's warming up, taking BP with the Red Sox, and got notified during warm-ups he's been traded to the Astros. And so the reporters are all, like, 
racing to him to get his thoughts, like, are you traded? And he's like, I guess so. I don't even know. And then this uh, handler comes up and yanks him away, and you know, then and, and now he's plays for the other team. Trade deadline's crazy, man. So 5 o'clock today. I saw your Rangers moved someone last uh, night. Is Matt Bush. Um, I, no, because I, I, the, the, the guys they got back, people weren't losing their minds too much about. So uh, I think this was just one of those, hey, we'll give you this reliever for these guys and move some money around and give you a shot with him. Uh, my Reds traded Tommy Pham last night. Um, the – there was one big move. Wasn't there a big one yesterday? I'm trying to remember. Uh, Trey, Mancini Trey Mancini went, went to, to Houston. the Astros. Mm-hmm. Yankees uh, pulled off a deal. Like was... Got a couple of guys from Oakland. A mm, couple of pitchers. Yeah. I think that. I think Mancini um, was the biggest name that I remembered seeing out there yesterday. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll oh, see uh, uh, the reliever from the Brewers uh, went to the Padres. Oh uh, yeah, Josh Hader. Josh Hader. Yeah. Yeah, that was big. That was big. that's a team in the. Obviously, the Brewers are in the hunt, too, and they traded their closer to another team in the hunt. That was fascinating. We'll be back. The T-Row in the Morning Show is powered by Extreme Outdoor Equipment, your full-line dealer for bad boy zero-turn mowers, tractors, and implements. With two locations, I-35 at Goldsby, exit 104B, and I-44 at the Newcastle Tuttle exit 108. Live statewide on the ref, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show. Toby and TJ with you. This hour brought to you by RK Black. Been doing business since 1952, helping small and medium-sized businesses all across Oklahoma and Kansas. Technology and solutions including copiers, fax, printers, scanners, document management, network solutions. 405-943-9800 or rkblack.com. Dot com. Air Comfort Solutions text line. All right, let's do it. We got Max Brown coming up next segment, by the way, from USC. Get some just so-sos. By far the most comfortable shoes I've ever had, and they cost less than 50 bucks on Amazon. That's from Brent. Mm-hmm. So-sos. So-sos. Okay. Never heard Thank of so-sos. Uh, dad joke of the day. What do ticks and the Eiffel Tower have in common? What do ticks and the Eiffel Tower have in common? I don't know. They're both Paris sites. Okay. All right. <laughs> I see what you did there. Okay. <laughs> Paris sites. Uh, this uh, Air Comfort Solutions texter says, I'm way ahead of the kids. We call them steel-toed boots. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh, they don't That's crease. That's right. Uh, we invented right. them a long time ago, yeah. Um, this person. I just like I can't I can't help but think of that uh, you know the 1883 show where they're just trying their hardest to stay alive and get across rivers and plow and you know across the west and fight off bandits and and every the smallpox and cholera and people are getting run over by their own horses. And he said, hey, there's a time in the future where really one of the great concerns is whether or not your shoes get creased. <laughs> uh, which, by the way, uh, AC not getting fixed today. We have heard from the emergency department. Oh. We had been lied to and misled the last few days no, as uh, no, we do just... not fall into the emergency Tick. category because we are not senior citizens 
or have a medical condition. And I said, Did I've got a medical your... condition. Yeah, you do. So you Tell them about your mask that you got to wear at night or you'll die. Your CPAP thing. <sighs> at least we've got the uh, AC. And by the way, How's we also your found out. handling this news? Not well, but uh, better. They did tell us, too, we'll be reimbursed for the AC unit because we were allowed to go and spend up to 150 bucks on fans and cooling fans and this and that that they oh, reimbursed you on. So now we've used that on replacing the AC unit. So so when when you get your AC fixed, are you just giving that AC unit to your friends who you broke? Yeah, yeah, that new one's going to them. And that's what I'd already said. Okay. I'm like, hey, look, uh, daughter's uh, upgraded. She's now got a remote and digital readout on her uh, temperature settings Beautiful. here. So, Beautiful. Yes. Um, I'm not going to read this one because uh, they're angry at Deshaun Watson and uh, okay. they're texting a sports radio show yelling at, this is why I no longer watch pro sports. So yeah. Should have got more than six games, the yeah, person feels. Yeah. And you do as well. I believe you should have got more too. So, um, I think I agree with you. Yeah. Try on cloud shoes. They're the best I've ever had so far at 43. <laughs> I've tried right. on the on clouds and I've heard people... Uh-huh. Uh, tell me all about them. Love them. Greatest shoe ever. Eddie, Rad- Eddie Radosevich uses the OnCloud. Um, I've put on the OnClouds, walked around the store, couldn't stand them. Can't stand you. So. Wow. Why? Now, what was it about them? I said, my foot's funky right now since being hospitalized uh, back in the day, and I don't know. It's a particular didn't feel of you. that shoe didn't work for me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you know something that will just really anger some people. Uh, my lawn mowing shoes right now are Jordans. Oh, you mowing Jordans? Of, yeah, an old pair of Jordans that I uh, had like three or four years ago that I no longer wear. I, the sides of them blew out. One of the sides of uh, oh, well, if the of sides blown out. Blew that's out. Fine. So I can't like wear them in public or anything anymore. So I'm mowing them. I mow in Jordans. That's fine. If the, the side's blown out and you're just using them to mow in, I get that. I was going to be angry at yeah. you for not displaying them like I do my Jordans. So, <laughs> no, you'd be all over. All right, we got to hurry. I got. My, I got. We got to go to Max Brown. You got anything else for uh, me? Here? Uh, no, there's more text, but we can we get to a break and get to our guests. Yeah. Okay. When we come back, former USC quarterback, Pitt quarterback, now works as a broadcaster for USC. He's going to update us on all things out. In Lincoln Riley land, Max Brown joins us next. USC earlier today, our number 19 ranked team in the countdown. We'll be back. The Ref Network Studios are powered by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. I mean, this is the kind of extra effort we appreciate here on the T-Row in the morning show because it is... An ungodly hour out in Los Angeles right now. But Max Brown is joining us live. Former USC and Pitt quarterback, now works as a broadcaster for USC, I believe pre- and post-game. Max, good morning. How are you today? What's up, Toby? Thanks uh, Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it, man. This is uh, I appreciate the effort. I really do. Uh, tell us what you're doing now out there. Yeah, so after I finished playing, what, five years ago or so, yeah, we got into the, the media side of the business. Uh, and, yeah, color commentator for Pac-12 Networks and uh, the Chicago-based stadium network out there that covers Little Mountain West and Conference USA. And then uh, I do some USC radio as well. So, like you said, pre, uh, pre and post game for the Trojans. 
Very cool. And then, correct me if I'm wrong, this is kind of full circle for you. You were recruited by Oklahoma back in the day, right? Weren't they one of your final options? They were. Back in the day, I was between OU and USC. I remember uh, in the spring of my junior year, uh, flying out to Norman, I had the uh, the lunch with Landry Jones. I had the uh, the car ride and the pink Mercedes with Bob Stoops. And I was between uh, <laughs> OU and SC for about two or three weeks. I took a second visit to SC, and at that point, um, it was a different time, but at that point, USC was the number one team in the country, and I said, you know what, I'm a West Coast guy. I'm going to stay on the West Coast and uh, committed to USC. Are you telling me Carol's pink Mercedes didn't seal the deal for you to become a Sooner? It did. It was a cool per- perk. Maybe in the NIL era, maybe I would have got one myself. <laughs> but uh, no, it didn't. Well, obviously a lot of eyeballs looking that way from Soonerland this year because of, of uh, what has happened. What has the reaction been in Los Angeles among the USC faithful to the arrival of Lincoln Riley? Yeah, it's gone in stages. Um, when the when the news first dropped, people were shocked. Um, I think there's it's been many years since SC felt on the top, so to speak. And I think when Lincoln came to to SC, it was a reminder of, oh yeah, SC still is a blue blood program, which I think people, uh, especially in these parts, have forgot a little bit. Wasn't sure necessarily if that was still the case, just being down these past several years, and um, I think the Pete Carroll era and, and those days are still, um, you know, front of mind for SC fans, but uh, I think if, if fans are being honest with themselves, they lost, lost a little hope that, uh, you know, we'd be able to get back to that to that uh, to that level, so shock right away, and then it's turned into uh, excitement, and then now it's it's full on belief, um, belief that things are going to get turned around. Obviously, we've seen what he's done in the portal and whatnot, um, but at the end of the day, uh, I'd say the past decade or so, the USC fan base has been you know going in different directions. Right? Sometimes people love the head coach, sometimes people hated him, sometimes they wanted to fire and all that. Well, now you have an SC fan base that. Uh, you know, it's, it's all heading in the right direction. All believes that uh, this ship's going to get turned around. It's only a matter of time, and uh, there's a lot of excitement out west. Let's talk about this year's team, Max, and let's start on the offensive side of the ball. A couple of uh, former Sooners there, obviously, and Caleb and, and Mario Williams. But uh, what do you like about what they've got this year, and what question marks do you have offensively? Yeah, obviously love uh, – Sorry, it came at the uh, OU's expense, but uh, lo- love the, the two OU transfers. Love their receiver room. That's the biggest thing that sticks out to me. Um, you know, they they rated the transfer portal, and they have you know two of their top receivers from last year coming back. They have about you know six receivers that are proven commodities. Four of which came through the transfer portal, and the two of which were uh, uh, on the roster last year. And I'm intrigued because. There's only one football to go around. Um, there's only three receivers that start. And so inevitably, um, you know, someone's not necessarily going to be happy, but that room is so talented and so deep. I like their running game. I think their offensive line doesn't get, uh, doesn't get as much credit. But I- I'm intrigued to see what the identity of this offense does look like. I mean, I know in the past, Lincoln Rally, you know, he's, he's used some of the, the, the two, two running back formations, used some of that fullback, H-back, leaned 
heavily on the tight end at times, and that component, that H-back tight end component, is, I think, uh, an unproven commodity for USC. They lost their top tight end to uh, the transfer portal, the old Miss, and so how that plays out um, and the, uh, the depth as well is something I'll be paying attention to this fall. Tell me more about the O-line. How good do you think it is this year? I think it's good enough to win a Pac-12 title. Um, they need to take a step if they want to, if SC wants to compete nationally there. Um, it's a group that has, uh, I mean, in terms of experience or in terms of, uh, from an SC perspective, players that are going to be familiar. Um, there's about three or four there. They got Bobby Haskins, which was a big um, left tackle transfer portal get. Um, he started at Virginia the past couple of years. So they have a pretty rock-solid six um, and experienced guys. And uh, after spring ball, I think if you ask Lincoln Riley what he was most pleased with or maybe even most surprised with, he might say the offensive line. Don't quote me on that. But I think the overall connotation of the offensive line in, in, in the, the past couple of years has been, you know, why, why don't we have the, the elite offensive line days of USC? But you kind of look back and you're like, wait a sec. You have two guys that are in the all-conference conversation. You have two intriguing young um, offensive linemen as well. And the Bobby Haskins, Virginia transfer I mentioned. So a lot to be excited about. Um, but it's, it's a group that, you know, can get it done from a Pac-12 perspective and win a, a conference title, but to compete nationally has to take a step. Talking to former USC quarterback, now USC broadcaster Max Brown about the Trojans this year. All right, defensive side of the ball, kind of the same thing. Where do you feel like the strengths are? What worries you about this year's team? There's a lot of intrigue all over the defense. Once again, utilize the transfer portal. I think I don't know if every SC fan feels the same way, but I do believe the secondary is going to be fine. I feel confident there. There's enough guys out there that are saying, hey, I should be playing um, and have at least some some level of experience. So I'm, I'm good on the secondary. To me, it's all about the defensive line. And USC fans know this. I think Pac-12 fans know this. It often over gets looked from a national perspective, but uh, the defense line for SC, that's where the biggest growth needs to happen. It's a group that's thin on paper. It's also a group that has some intriguing names. You have Corey Foreman, the, the number one overall recruit in the country two years ago as one of the edge defensive ends. You have uh, you know, a couple transfers on the other side of the ball, so there's some pieces that you can do, but, um, you know, Defensive line on the inside, the depth there, especially when you talk about getting into November and stopping the run and consistently having to do that, that's by far the biggest concern for me from an overall roster standpoint. And they can find an answer into your defensive line-wise and find some stability there. SC's going to be real good this year. Max, they went 4-8 and eight last year, but new coaching staff, a tremendous amount of turnover personnel-wise we have seen wide-ranging predictions as to how good this team's going to be this year. We've seen some put them in the college football playoff uh, this year. What's a realistic expectation in your mind for for how good this team could be? To me, the over-under number is nine and a half. That's that's right where you start, uh, you know, scratching your head a little bit. I think nine is, is, is certainly reasonable. If I had to guess, I think they do win ten games. I think there's so much talent on the offensive side of the ball. I think they can get in a position where, you know, they're just out 
scoring people um, on a weekly basis. To me, I do not think they'll make the college football playoff. Um, I think that's, that's a little aggressive, and it's on the back of, of what I just said. Defensive line-wise and front seven-wise, I think you have enough to roll out a roster um, September 1, but depth to me is a concern when you talk about getting into November um, and you look at their at the schedule a little bit, and if they stub their toe just a few times, I mean that that obviously takes them out of the college football playoff conversation. But I, I think ten ten wins is is where I'm at, um, and I mean it's re- remarkable. You mentioned four and eight last year, not a pretty season. A roster that was you know it was a defense that was one of the worst in USC history. Um, I think in, in in years past, especially when I was there in the you know the Kippen, Sark, Helton, Orgeron days. You could always put your hat on. Hey, we got a bunch of talent. Not sure if scheme wise we're going to win, but we got a bunch of talent. Last year, you didn't necessarily look at the roster and say that. You said, you know what? Some of the recruiting deficiencies are, are, are poking their head, uh, coupled with some of the scheme stuff last year. But by raiding the transfer portal, flipping the roster upside down, tons of turnover. You have a roster that has a lot of exciting pieces, um, but at the end of the day, front seven defensive depth could be the Achilles heel for SC that uh, maybe uh, maxes out their ceiling, but still a 10-win season in year one for a new program I think every SC fan would take. Good stuff. Uh, one more question for you, and, and we'll let, uh, you're the perfect person to ask this because you played there, you cover the team now. Where does USC fit right now kind of in the sports landscape of los angeles i mean obviously back in the day of liner and bush they were a hot commodity but with you know with the dodgers and the lakers and everything that's going on where, where is usc right now kind of in the uh hierarchy or the consciousness of the los angeles sports fan yeah it's a busy city um that's for sure it's, it's a lot different from than uh you know an ou perspective and it's it's funny i actually remember when i was a recruit and uh had lunch with Matt Barkley, the, the quarterback of USC at the time, and he he were saying, "Hey, for better or for worse, uh, LA sports fans have, have have other things to worry about." And what he meant by that was, you know, you can as a USC fan or as a USC quarterback, you can go to the middle of campus and have a normal lunch. It's not uh, sure people will know who you are, and you know they might ask for a little bit of a picture or something like that. But it's not a not like I'm sure it is in, in Norman or Tuscaloosa where, uh, you know, you're a full-on celebrity and it's probably hard to even go on a date type of thing. So L.A. fans have, you know, other other interests. I think in terms of the, the, the hierarchy, I would say Rams, especially off the Super Bowl win, are, uh, are top. And then Rams and Lakers out here, um, I think I'm not a huge baseball guy, but you put Rams, Lakers, Dodgers up top. And then right below that, I would put a USC football. USC football ahead of the Clippers and some of the other sports teams out here. But it, it totally depends, man. This is a city that when you start winning, they'll celebrate you, and, and they're going to uh, you know, boost right up to the top and be front of mind, and the Coliseum will sell out. When you start losing, like the SC's done the past few years, you fall to the uh, to the bottom of the barrel, and uh, other uh, other LA teams uh, jump ship. But it's an active sports town, tons of teams. What's different now than obviously when, when Pete was here is now you have the Rams and the Chargers. So football fans have uh, have their pick of the litter, but don't get it twisted when SC's winning and all the all the SC faithful will come out. 
Max, I appreciate it. I know it's awful early out there, but thank you. That's great stuff. Great insight. Have a great. Tell Caleb we're working on our shopping out here. Our shopping's getting better, but uh, <laughs> I hope you have a gr- I hope you have a great season on the microphone this year. And tell my man JB Long I said hi too. I uh, will definitely tell JB Long I say hello uh, on the, on the behalf on behalf of SC fans. I know it doesn't mean anything, but uh, apologies for raiding some of your guys. But hopefully we uh, we see each other in the in the CFP or something like that. That would be fun. That'd be fun. Thanks, Max. Thanks, Toby. See you, but there you go. Max Brown, USC QB, USC broadcaster now, 6.30 in the morning out in Los Angeles. Good stuff. We'll be back. This hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you by RK Black, a leading provider of office technology solutions for small and medium-sized businesses. Call 405-943-9800 or visit rkblack.com. All right, media day in full bloom. We've already had Ted Roof. I think there's other things going on over there. We're about to have Jeff Levy, Chris Plank, and Josh Helper. Are, uh, Josh Helper. Josh Helmer is a helper, too. Yeah, they are our men on the scene today, joining us live now from over on campus. Plank, good morning. How are you? Toby, it's uh, an exciting day, is it not? Media day, one of the yeah. kind of benchmarks as we get closer to kickoff you've got practices starting tomorrow and we're gonna hear from brent venables live this morning at 10 a.m so let's go did you guys get to listen to coach roof did not no we did not what was the highlight he's got the greatest voice in the history of coaching (laughs) and probably not something i needed to do do you hear that i'm not crazy (laughs) the only person more impressed is okay todd bates todd bates Money, money, coach, money. Uh, uh, is he dropping he, rhymes? Uh, he didn't drop any rhymes. It wasn't as good as when he was on set at Rudy's with you. It wasn't quite mm-hmm. that good, Toby. But they, they did. I really appreciate how this is set up. Um, okay. And they've got the presser, so you have the coordinator. And as you mentioned, Jeff Levy coming up at 9 a.m. And then as soon as he's done, they talk for about 20 minutes. Then you get a chance to kind of go around and talk to every single assistant. And it's really, it's really cool. So we're working a little bit backwards today because coming up at 9 a.m. while Levy's talking, you're going to hear from Ted Roof. And I don't know if you got the emails I sent. I sat down and Miguel Chavis does know who I am. That was very exciting. So Miguel Chavis, Brandon Hall. Thank you. It's a big moment for me. Uh, Miguel Chavis, Todd Bates, Brandon Hall, Jay Valai, who was just a bolt of the energy. Um, they all spoke moments ago, so we're going to have all of that coming up for you in the 9 o'clock hour. Then we're going to have Brent Venables live at 10, uh, Jeff Levy and his presser coming up later on. All of these are currently available right now uh, on the ESPN Plus app, so that's, that's pretty cool. But, yeah, man, it's, it's an exciting time. This energy, I know that some people are like, okay, I get it, energy, energy. I need to see it on the field. But that energy carries over to when they talk about their guys. For instance, uh, hearing Miguel Chavis talk about Ethan Downs, and then he's going through his list, right? They don't want to single out one guy, but as Miguel, as Coach Chavis is talking about Ethan Downs, he goes down his list, and then he stops and he goes, and Marcus Stripling. He goes, oh, Marcus Stripling. I mean, it's, that enthusiasm <laughs> is not just for, hey, we're doing it the right way. It's for the guys that are in their in their locker room, in their room, and it's really cool to see. Jay Vlai, you know, a name, a name that I keep hearing, Toby, a name that, uh, has has well and, and a guy that's been just about everywhere I've been is is Jaden Davis, 
And so I asked Jay Valai about him, and he said, listen, Jane Davis is a guy that has a lot to prove. And here is a dude that was, you know, a four-star guy coming out of Florida, but, you know, his, his dad's a coach. He's got a lot to prove this year. And he's had a, a whale of an offseason, and they're not putting a number on the guys they want to play, right? In other words, it's like, we might play two, we might play three, we might play four, we might play five, we might play six at corner. He goes, it's, it's a matter of, you know, what they do and, and if they prove worthy. So it's 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 been really fun to to hear the Billy Bowman is a name that's been talked about a lot. Brandon Hall was raving about Billy and Key Lawrence and the adjustment you've seen from them. So uh, it's a big day to talk about players, and it's been really fun to kind of hear these guys get the get the shine that they've earned in their preparation this off season. Yeah, I think that's what I'm looking forward to, and I think Sooner fans are today. Uh, is there has been a lot of uh, talk and conversation these summer caravans and everything, big picture wise about right. what this program's going to be built on, uh, recruiting strategies, all that kind of stuff. I mean, we're 32 days away from kicking off, and it's time now to kind of talk personnel, you know? Exactly. Uh, what kind of battles are going to take place in the fall, position battles, schemes, strategies, game planning, things like that. And I think maybe we'll – well, I think we will hear – it sounds like we already have heard a lot more about that kind of stuff today. So, um, you know, we're all trying to learn this team. Who's who's yeah, going to exactly. play where and what's the depth chart going to look like and how good is Oklahoma going to be this year? And I think that's what value today will bring. Yeah, and I, and I think I would also add to that, Toby, um, and kind of consistent with, with coaches and, you know, they, they never want to get too carried away in saying, now this guy has been a guy. or they, there's There is a little bit of vagueness around it still, and understandably so, but – it's almost as if you can tell when there's a guy that they're talking about that has really stepped up. And, you know, I, unfortunately I wasn't around Coach Bates when he was talking about individuals, but in the past when he talks about Jordan Kelly, you can kind of see him light up a little bit. Uh, same way with Miguel Chavis and, and how he shined whenever uh, the conversation circled back to Marcus Tripling. So good stuff. Uh, Josh is going to anchor the first hour of our show, and then I'll be up there uh, for Brent Venables. It should be a fun day. Can't wait to listen. Thanks, Blank. Have a great show. Thanks, bud. See you, Toby. See you, TJ. Thank, thanks to Max Brown for joining us today from out in Los Angeles. TJ, good luck. I hope today is a better day than yesterday was. Hey, we got a cool you. bedroom at least. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that's wow if somebody just joined the show that completely could be taken out of context but uh, <laughs> go back and listen to the six o'clock hour have a great tuesday everybody